It's time for a Mulcair Monday, which means we bring in Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the federal NDP, former leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition. Good morning, Thomas Mulcair. Good morning, John Moore. So I was uh, speaking with, uh, I shall not disclose the name of, but a cabinet minister on Friday who was rolling yeah. their eyes at the fact that there was a summit for health ministers last week. And when the press communique came out at the end of the summit, somebody had forgotten to change the date. It was actually written before the summit even took place. <laughs> that is an eye roller. but And it says so much about what's happening in the healthcare file. At the same time, you know, we always talk about the Americans and Trump and populism. Trudeau practices his own special brand of populism in some of these key files. When he went after Doug Ford, we talked about this last week on the notwithstanding clause, big high five to Prime Minister Trudeau. Yes, stand up for those charter rights. But at the same time, he hadn't done anything in Quebec because it would have been unpopular there. But Trudeau knew exactly who he was talking to. You know, in the GTA, about half the people who live in the GTA weren't born in Canada. And they really do care because many of them come from places where human rights, eh, not so much. So they like the Canadian charter. Trudeau knows that about them. He's talking to his base. He's a politician and he's a very good politician. Here, it was very much the same thing. Last week, he's in New Brunswick. He starts lecturing the New Brunswick government about the fact that it wants to lower taxes. By the way, New Brunswick has very high taxes, so high that it's difficult for them to recruit medical specialists because there's not a med- there is not one medical faculty in the province of New Brunswick. They have to purchase places in other medical schools around the area and in, in Montreal and in Quebec City. So this is something that Mr. Trudeau also knows, that his fight with the provinces over health care is going to result in more expenditures being assumed by the federal government. He knows that the 25% that they're at right now is nowhere near the deal. When it was signed, John, 50 years ago, 50-50, half paid by the feds, half by the provinces. Now it's 75 provinces, 25 feds. It's unsustainable. But what Trudeau does, again, he talks to his base and he goes, well, you, Francois Legault, by the way, you're giving out checks of between $400 and $600 per family to help fight inflation. You should be spending that on health care. And he said the same thing to Blaine Higgs. He says, you're lowering your income taxes. You should be using that money to pay for health care. And they're all looking back and saying, that's a non sequitur. <laughs> We're talking about the fact that the feds has stopped paying its fair share. You're not going to actually lecture us about what we should do with our provincial budgets. But that's exactly what Trudeau's going to do, because he's not really talking to the provinces or the premiers. He's talking to his voters and saying, oh, well, they're blaming me for health care, but look what they're spending their money on. So it's clever politics, but at some point it's going to start to wear its thin, and the feds are going to have to actually start ponying up more cash to start paying closer to their fair share. Meanwhile, the Bank of Canada warning Canadians to brace themselves for a rough winter. I guess, you know, it is starting to ease inflation by raising the interest rates, but Canadians are paying more for mortgage, their mortgages and uh, at the same time still having to weather this inflation. Yeah, and I, I don't want to pile on because, you know, it's a bit of a game right now, especially on the part of Mr. Poitier to attack Tiff Macklem rather personally and say that he's a bum and he should be thrown out. But at the same time, really serious economists, people who actually do know their stuff, are saying that the Bank of Canada is using an approach that was developed 50 years ago in a completely different set of circumstances. And this idea of constantly jacking up interest rates as a way to fight inflation shows that there are very few tools in their toolbox to fight inflation, John. But I think that at some point, Macklem is going to come under review because people are saying there's not much creativity in the approach being taken right now by the Bank of Canada. 
Meanwhile, uh, MPs are contemplating an extra $250 million bucks for tunnels on Parliament Hill. We were talking about this story last week, but I thought, who better to talk about this than Thomas Mulcair? Because you spent time and you're laughing. So <laughs> what well, do you think? Some of, the, some of the old tunnels are still there. Yeah. And, you know, in a pinch, like during the convoy nonsense in, in Ottawa, the RCMP at least had some tunnels that they could have used. And when there was that horrible terrorist event on the Hill, we were able to use some tunnels to get from the building that we were in, the center block, over to the Senate building. So I, it, the idea is good. And it's the same thing in many large Canadian cities. It's, sometimes it's a plus 18. You know, Sometimes it'll be a passageway between buildings above ground. You can see that in some of the prairie cities where it's so darn cold. You want to be able to go from one to the other. Montreal's got its famous underground city, a series of tunnels connected all the big office buildings so the idea is a good one because you don't always have to get dressed up to go from one building to the other but really 250 million bucks you know for, for a few tunnels and by the way that's the opening bid right yeah. you know how these things go john it, it, you know counting money with it's civil service dollars it's a little bit like dog years you know it's not quite the same thing because by the time the actual bill comes in the actual guesstimate right now to refurbish the buildings on Parliament Hill is five b b b billion dollars with a B. Yeah, and I'm, how can that be? <laughs> you know, it's just like the numbers are so astronomical. The average Canadian is saying, "Really, Th that was a good expense." The original Parliament buildings, of course, burned down during the f First World War. The magnificent library is the only thing left from that era. The new one was slapped together very quickly during the first world war and then zero maintenance was done or almost zero maintenance and now the thing has to be completely redone it's not exactly a jewel maybe they should have looked at other options but we're so far in now yeah. that we're going to spend another few years spending the rest of the five billion plus probably a few billion more and it'll be the fault of course of inflation and i'm sure you've seen them but frankly the new house of commons and the new senate which are just sort of placeholders pending the renovation of the old chambers right. i think they're gorgeous i think we should just keep them yeah they're going to be knocked down yeah yeah it's like it's like a circus tent yeah it, it was put in and they are gorgeous because all the woodwork I mean, they did something absolutely magnificent again it, it's mind-boggling for the average canadian but such as uh, such as ottawa and the national capital commission and everything to do with parliament it's just money that's thrown out there we, we've talked many number of times about 24 sussex yeah mr trudeau's been there he's in his eighth year now has refused to touch it because it is politically toxic it's it's kryptonite you know to start putting the expenses in a building like that it should have been knocked down a long time ago and rebuilt but then you would have had one of these price tags like we're looking at now probably 100 million bucks to to build a new residence for the prime minister and trudeau wasn't going to put his name on it period probably pretty smart politically probably pretty dumb in terms of our institutional life in canada thank you sir great to talk to you john all the best